ladies and men and kids. Thank you all for joining me. This is Laura about to have another conversation with another woman who is sharing her whole home with us. That is her internal and external life that she lives in Jesus as he is living in her. The woman tonight across the table from me is Tamila Bond. Hey, Tamila. Hi. And thank you so much for agreeing to come on right near the beginning of the first season. <laughs> I don't know if you thought for a second, like, she probably forgot she asked me. Like, oh, no. <laughs> last year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I asked Tamila last year to be ready and then... It took me a little longer than I thought to get the podcast going. But anyway, we're here now. Yes, glad to be here. And uh, I have, I had no doubt in my mind that I wanted you to be on the first season. Um, so we don't get to spend a lot of time together. But when we do, I always appreciate your thoughtfulness, your determination to look at your life and yourself against God's word. And I appreciate your perspective, which I think has to do with the mind God has given you to write, which we might talk about later, <laughs> but I admire your desire to learn and grow the hard work you've put into mothering and educating yourself and also your long game perspective. So I am very blessed to call you my friend. And the problem is though that I don't remember how we met. <laughs> Honestly, I had a hard time. I have I a memory, but as far as when we met, I yeah. can't actually remember I just know that Sharon and I came over mm -hmm. your house and I remember y'all invited us for dinner okay I think we may have only had Savannah I don't know okay. I think we only had Savannah and I just remember y'all sharing so much wisdom and I'm like oh my mm. goodness like I don't know she's so amazing I don't know <laughs> I thought Audrey Love might be up in it somewhere I'm pretty sure yeah well thank you <laughs> to Audrey if you had a part but anyway so Let's just jump into your soil if you're ready to do that. Okay. And first question, where did you grow up? I grew up, so this question is always interesting for me. Oh, okay. Uh, because it's kind of spread out, but I would say my growing up years, even though I was born in Richmond, I grew up in Chesapeake, Virginia. Okay. But I have a military background, so we moved a lot. Okay, I had no idea. So your dad, your mom, both? Just my dad, he was in the army. Okay, so what did your mom do? Did she homeschool you? What? No. So my mom was a nurse um, at the time. So she worked nights most of the time. Okay. Yeah. So you, Chesapeake, I have no familiarity with that. So it's near like Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach area. It's like okay. an hour and 45 okay. away from Richmond. So you grew up by the water. Yeah. Basically. I wish I would have taken advantage of it more. But <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So what? how long were you there? Like through high school? So when I got there, I was transitioning into sixth grade and then okay. all the way through graduation. Okay. So should I imagine you always at the beach after school? I wish. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> no. We did take a lot of adventures, but surprisingly not as much at the beach. Okay. Lots of nature trails and things. Do you go back to Chesapeake area? Um, yes. So Sherrod's mom also lives there. Okay. And so, you know, we go visit her quite often. Okay. Like, oh, that's right. You guys do go very often. Mm -hmm. Like everybody's word often varies. What is often for you? <laughs> well, it used to be more frequent in the past. I would say mm, recently it's more like <laughs> maybe once a month. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. That is often as someone who doesn't see her family like but every few years. <laughs> and I'm like, that's often. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so how would your family describe you growing up? As a kid, yes. I was a big crybaby. 
I don't believe it. <laughs> I was really sensitive as a kid, so I okay. cried a lot. And so okay. um, I felt everything very deeply. And so I remember every Christmas for a while, my dad always bought like a little personal tissue box okay. as a joke, but also seriously, because I always had like a snotty nose because I was always crying all the time. <laughs> for Christmas, you got tissue. He would make sure I had a personal <laughs> tissue case Aww. every year. And so, that, yeah. I don't know how to think about that. <laughs> It's cute now. It makes me laugh, but yeah. <laughs> so the world just got to you. I, I just was very sensitive. Like my feelings can get hurt easily, or mm-hmm. if I saw someone else hurting, I would cry. So, you know, it was just sensitive. Were you that way when you got older, middle school, high school? No, it really changed. <laughs> I feel like I rarely cry now, and if mm. I do, it'll take like it'll be like a build up, and then one day I'll see like a corny cheerio commercial and then i just let the river gates yeah <laughs> flow <laughs> so yeah did you have brothers or sisters yes so i am one of five okay. um i have three other sisters and then my brother's the youngest so i'm the second oldest yeah some of us might know some of your sisters you want to shout out to them yeah so uh tamika my she's the youngest girl so she's here in the richmond area with me um, and then my oldest sister, Tamisha's in Georgia, and my sister right under me, Tamir, is still in Chesapeake area, and my okay. brother is in Colorado. Love y'all. So that couldn't have been the entirety of your personality. What else you got? Um, Very bubbly. So it's kind of weird because it's too different. Like, I did cry a lot. I had a lot of sensitivity, but I also just had a very just innocent joy. Okay. Um, simple things just made me really happy and I really loved seeing my family together Mm -hmm. um so I like to have a lot of fun just like being outdoors so it's like I cried a lot but then I also was bubbly they kind of contradict so you there were five of you were Mm -hmm. you close did you do stuff together did you find yourself kind of separating to different um, interests we're very, very close. Um, and a lot of that had to do with the fact that we move so much. Okay. And even to this day, now we're all spread out, which is super hard because we still are very close in relationship. Um, but we try our best at least once a year to be all together, which sometimes can be harder for those who have to fly in and things. But mm-hmm. um, we really deeply value our relationship with each other. Do you have the most kids? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, so bubbly. I'm trying to get a picture of you because I'm so surprised by what you said about yourself (laughs) so you were different in middle school and high school was it just the certain friend group that you had that pulled out a different side of you or well um my family background so my parents are not together now okay um and that crushed me so uh definitely a lot of tears over that as well when I was younger Mm. um and so when we moved to Chesapeake it was because my mom was now on our own. Um, So it was really new to us because the town that my, most of my family live in is a very small, close-knit town. Everybody pretty much felt like a cousin or someone family. And we moved to this place, we had no idea. The culture was different, everything was different. And so it was really scary. Mm -hmm. Um, And so in a lot of ways, the school that I entered into, I had to grow up really fast. Mm -hmm. I was exposed to things I'd never seen before. And so I didn't have time to be you know, weak and crying and sensitive. I had to really toughen up. Yeah. Um, so that was tough. Yeah. I'm sorry. I already forgot which 
Which number were you in the line of kids? Second oldest. Second oldest. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you had a hard time. And then, so would you see your dad? Would you go back and forth between homes? So at that time, he was still in the military, Mm -hmm. and he got deployed quite a bit. So honestly, in my younger years, we probably saw him every nine months to a year. Okay. And it would be like that one time, and we wouldn't see him again until, you know, the next time. Yeah. And so when you do get together now, is it, is it everybody, your mom and dad too? Um, so It depends. If it's a specific family event, that may happen, mm-hmm. but it's unlikely that they're both around. Um, but my dad lives in Africa now, so oh, okay, <laughs> it's still kind of, you know, we're still distant, mm-hmm. um, but the relationship has been on the mend, and I'm grateful for that. Were you close to your mom growing up? Yes, yes. I mean, our mom was definitely our rock. I mean, mm-hmm. she was holding it down for all of us, mm-hmm. all five kids, you know. Um, and so just how she was able to do that, by God's grace, it's such an encouragement to me. Yeah, and with no other family around, right? We did not have family around at that time. Wow. So you're going through school. Did you, how were your grades? Did you, what kind of student were you? I guess I want to ask. So I had good grades um, and I was invested in school, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, my entire middle school experience was horrible. I was bullied Mm -hmm. all the way through from beginning to end. Um, And so I think I struggled with identity then. And once I got to high school, it was like me trying to fit in. So I kind of did the silly thing of like acting like I didn't know things mm-hmm. to kind of fit in. It's just sounds silly now, but yeah. anything that would kind of take me out of the spotlight because, you know, after a while people are like, oh, she's a bookworm or anything they could find mm-hmm. to bully me, they tried. And so it just, you do desperate things sometimes. Yeah. So you graduated. Um, did you have a close group of friends? I only had one. Okay. <laughs> now I was really, really, really shy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And I still am to a degree today. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I knew a lot of people would hang out with certain people depending on who this friend was hanging with. Mm-hmm. But I had one really, really close friend that I trusted. And we're yeah. still friends today. It's hard for me as you're talking. There's so many times I want to say, me too, <laughs> me too. But this is your story. <laughs> so did, did your mom take you to church? or? Yes. My mom was very, very very that was like a major priority for her okay especially being that she was pushed into the single parent role you know looking back now that I'm a parent I can only imagine how scary that had to be mm-hmm. to have five kids and trying to figure out how you're going to do this and so I remember her taking us we were all young and I remember her taking us all to the altar and just like mm-hmm. laying at the feet like mm-hmm. Jesus help me I'm going to give these kids to you. If you help me to raise these kids, like I will do everything I can to like honor you with, you know, as a mother, um, help me. And so, yeah, I've, since I was a baby, I've been in a church. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is a very powerful image that you just shared. (laughs) Are there any other images that you can have of your mom just witnessing her faith to you? So my mom was really good at making learning about Jesus Mm -hmm. exciting and fun. Um, I remember because I loved writing and reading Mm -hmm. when we she would have us do book reports on different like passages or different characters in the Bible. Okay, And just the fact that she would be so interested to hear what we had to write and then talk to us uh, through, you know, talk through it with us like she enjoyed that. It wasn't like a task or obligation. She really wanted to hear Mm. how we saw the Bible, even at a young age. Mm -hmm. And so I just, I'll never forget that. 
that sounds <laughs> would you do that to your kids do you think are you going to I've actually so that's something that I've been talking to my husband about okay. now that my oldest is like reading and writing mm-hmm. I want to you know see how she can comprehend scripture more now that she's able to do that so mm-hmm. we have talked about that <laughs> no way oh, oh do you think you would assign her somebody or let her choose I'm torn on what I guess it it may depend, maybe a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. Okay, one more question about that because I'm so intrigued. Is there anything that you wrote about when you were younger that stands out to you now that you remember specifically? Oh, my gosh. I wrote so much. Okay. Um, But I will say that because I was so sensitive, especially with my mom going through things, Mm -hmm. my mom called. She has a name for all of us, but she called me her guardian angel because I would see things even as a kid. I would notice that she was having a hard time. She always tried to hide it, but I could see that she was either tired or sad. So I would write my prayers, like I would write my prayers to God for her. And then I would just like slip it in her room or tape it on her wall for her to look at later. And I'm sure my mom keeps everything. So I'm (laughs) sure she still has them. (laughs) Wow, that's beautiful. Are there prayers around your house if we were to come? Would we find things? Uh, no, there's not. They're not around my house. I do have like lots of notebooks mm-hmm. all over the place, though, <laughs> with lots of writing in them. I like the idea of going. Well, I don't know why. Why go in your bathroom? <laughs> I was gonna say open a drawer in your bathroom, which I wouldn't do. <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> there's a prayer from Tamila. Um, it reminds me of that book, Every Moment Holy. <laughs> now I'm really laughing because we're talking about the bathroom. <laughs> what I'm talking about every moment, holy, like a prayer for every situation. Like uh-huh. driving down the road. Here's a prayer here. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, it's Wednesday, everybody. Um, okay. Were you close to any particular sibling? Um. So back then, um, I adored and I still do. But like my oldest sister. Okay. Um, she was the oldest. And so I looked up to her for a lot of things. And because I was so shy and so insecure, she just seemed to have this confidence and so much skill and talent and gifting. I was just Mm. like, I want to be just like you. So Mm. uh, I remember when she left to go to the military, like, oh, I cried over that. I'm telling you, I cried a lot. (laughs) Um, It just broke my heart because I just wanted her to stay Um, And then it kind of made me kind of assume the role of big sister for a while. And I'm like, I need you here to show me the way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, she's very strong. And uh, I admire her a lot. Hmm. I'm guessing you wrote her letters. I did write her letters. I did. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) All right. What's a a fond childhood memory that you have? Um, I would say between my mom and my dad, even though they weren't together when they each had us, Mm -hmm. they were big on us seeing the world and um so exploring so my mom she didn't have a lot of money with five kids but one thing she knew how to do in anything was excellent she would make the simplest thing fun so we did a lot of nature trails and parks um because it would just wear us out i mean we would run ourselves (laughs) silly but she was so like intentional about packing the best picnic lunch that Mm -hmm. she would bought one of those like big beautiful baskets from the Goodwill Mm. and she would just like make our sandwiches but she'd like wrap them in like plastic saran wrap and they Mm. were just all fancy and we just had everything you Mm. know we didn't complain about oh we couldn't have McDonald's or Pizza Hut because she packed it so beautifully and she would just take us and we would spend literally all day picking up sticks rocks looking at trees and she just talked to us Mm. and I think out of all the things that we may have done that cost money those things will never leave me and that's why I want to do it with my kids yeah wow do you have a basket 
I do have one. Yeah. I think I actually got it from Jess Ponder. She was giving one away on free stuff. (laughs) That's beautiful. So let's see. What did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be the female version of Steve Irwin. Like, okay. (laughs) You're just wowing me all over the place. (laughs) Science was and still is my favorite. And I just knew I was going to be like the female Crocodile Dundee. Oh, my God. Until I found out I don't like bugs or (laughs) reptiles. Please tell me you didn't find that out when you're like two or something. No, no. I was like, like, I think some point in middle school, I'm like, this okay. is not going to work out. When I found out you have to love all animals, not just your preference, I'm like, this is not going to work for me. Oh, man. And you cried. Right? No, no, I didn't cry over okay. that. I'm like, I just got to figure it out now. <laughs> so moving on from bugs, you went to what? Then um, I I still wanted to be like a like a science teacher. Mm-hmm. Maybe I had the like in high school the best science. She was amazing. Okay. She made me love science and just the world so much. Um, but then when I got to twelfth grade, mm-hmm. I had finance and I met this finance teacher. Now, granted, I am not good at math. Okay. But she used to come to school every single day in this very fancy suit with this briefcase. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I want to be that. I want the, like, city view office. And yeah. Yeah. I can see how, to a kid, yeah, I would probably be equally as wowed <laughs> for sure. So you like containers that you can put things in with the handle. Yeah. <laughs> I do like bags and briefcases. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you did finance. And um, how how would you start thinking about that as a young person? You said just the office did your family say, what are you, what are you thinking? Well, I kind of have a little bit of a rebellious personality in some ways. Um, a lot of my family comes from medical background. Oh, okay. And I just did, I just wanted to be different. And so I was like, I would always be told I'd be a great teacher or a great nurse. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to mm-hmm. be either. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even though I was not good at math or numbers and stuff. Um, so when I saw this finance teacher, it was really exciting. Mm. And so when I took that um, as a major in college, I just remember I hated all of it. Okay. It was really stressful. I didn't see myself doing it. And so I was like, why am I doing this? And so I had to go back to the drawing board after that. Did you work at all before you got to college? Um, yes, I did work at a small community bank in Chesapeake and then ultimately and then ended up at Bank of America. Okay. That was my last banking role, finance role. (laughs) Did you have a suit? I tried to be a little fancy. I don't know. I was young. I think I was 17 when I started. And so I had that briefcase. It only had a piece of paper in it, but (laughs) I had it. And a name tag, I'm sure. (laughs) Yeah. And you probably, oh, the banks back in the day, they were different, right? I mean, like people would come in with their checkbook and their, yes, yeah, everything. Mm Mm-hmm. We just don't do that anymore. <laughs> That's fun, I bet. So I wanted to ask you, what was your, I don't know, I hate saying it in this language, but church life like when you were in high school? And So um, in high school, we went to, it's called Calvary Revival. Um, it's a pretty big church now, but it was kind of, I guess you would consider like non-denominational. Okay. I did grow up, you know, traditional Baptist. Um, and then when we moved to Chesapeake, we went to Calvary. And so... I think it was a little different. It, when I had the Baptist church experience, we were in church a lot. Okay. And then when we transitioned to Chesapeake, it was kind of similar to kind of what we have now, where we have Sunday service. Maybe we had Bible study. We didn't have small groups at that time, but that was just our corporate Bible study. Okay. One night a week. 
So the friend that you mentioned that you had, was she part of your church family? She was not. Yeah. And she's not a Christian to this day. Mm, (laughs) Praying for her. (laughs) Gotcha. But so she's someone, did you do sports together? How did you? Yeah, that's how we met. Uh, I ran track in high school and middle school. And so we met through that. Did you do distance or sprints? So I started off as sprint. And then um, there was an opening for the 800 race and no one wanted to do it no doubt so he's my (laughs) track coach said whoever signs up to do this every time you get first or second place I'll get you a pizza sign me up (laughs) (laughs) I got a lot of pizza (laughs) oh my gosh Jamila good for you that's cool so then you spend a lot of time after school probably practicing yes for that Mm -hmm. and your friend did she run too what did she do she did the, I think the right way to say it is shock, shock put. Shock put, yeah. Uh-huh. That's what she did. Yeah. She did not like to run. <laughs> I tried, um, I really enjoy track a lot. Ryan and I both do, but yeah, I just didn't put as much into it as he did. Somehow I always had shin splints. So one I season I did do shot put and that's a different world. Yeah. Shot put people are very, they just have a different, I don't know, language or something. Yeah, it is different. <laughs> no, it's different. Okay. So did you do any other clubs or activities? No, track was the only thing I did because once my oldest sister left, I kind of assumed her responsibility of being the oldest. Okay. So I had to be home a lot to look after the little, my younger siblings. And that's when you probably, you said that's when you felt like immediately that you had to grow up a lot more when yeah. she left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what were some things you have to do? I just had to be, because my mom, um, depending on what time she got off, sometimes she would get home late. We were mm-hmm. definitely latchkey kids. Um, and so, you know, I had to be home, make sure dinner was like ready and things like that. Make mm-hmm. sure everybody's, you know, ready for school the next day. So you would cook for the family when you were young? Very, very light stuff. Nothing okay. major. Um, or she would have things prepared. So you went to college for finance, but that didn't last. Did you change majors or did you just plow through? Yes, I did change. Um, so once I, I went from finance basically to nursing. <laughs> and my husband had a lot to do with that. Okay. <laughs> he did encourage me in that. Well, now you have to slip him into the story. So where did you meet? Okay. So we met, <laughs> it's kind of funny in saying this, um, we met basically through Facebook, which okay. makes me laugh because I was so against like online stuff. I wanted to like meet someone more traditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but the crazy thing is we both grew up in Chesapeake and our our moms, our parents lived only five minutes apart, but we wow. never crossed paths all those years. And um, so we had a lot of the same friends. But I went to public school. He went to a private Christian school. Okay. So that's a huge reason why. Um, so anyway, I went to an event that he happened not to go to this time. And when he looked at the picture, he's like, I know everybody in this picture, but who's that? Oh. <laughs> so he called some references, I guess, yeah. to ask about me. <laughs> what was I about? And thankfully, they said some really good things about me. And so he decided to, like they say, slide in the DMs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And uh, I was very resistant at first because I'm like, I don't know about this. But he was so kind Mm. and intentional with what he was asking me. He wasn't talking about my profile picture or anything like that. He wasn't Mm. shallow. And so it really piqued my interest. So I said, "Okay, okay, let's see where it goes. So he didn't go to the same college as you? No, he went to Virginia State, Petersburg. And so you met when you were at what point in, in school? I was... This was 2010. 
So I was still in college for the finance at this time. This was like my last semester. And I'm like, I can't do it. (laughs) Yeah. So I did community college. How would he know that you should change if he'd only just met you? Is he just a really observant person or? So when, so I stopped school. Okay. um, Like shortly after I met him. And one of the things when he asked for my hand in marriage, my dad was like, promise me that you'll make sure she finishes school and get a degree, Mm. whatever she wants to get a degree and just make sure she gets one. And so when we got married, we kind of started having a conversation about like, what do you want to do? And, you know, I kept telling him what people would tell me over the years. And he's like, well, why are you fighting it? Like, Mm. you never know. And then job opportunities. Let's just see where it goes. And so. Wow. Shortly after we got married, I enrolled in nursing school. I was going to say, what was it like to actually sign that paperwork for you? It was hard. And um, going through nursing school was definitely one of the hardest things um, because I didn't have any experience. Mm -hmm. And so it was a complete just it was a challenge. Like it's God's grace that I like pass my boards and things. I'm thankful. But I love being a nurse today. (laughs) Yes. Where do you what do you do? What is so um, most of my nursing experience so far has been with oncology, which is like dealing with cancer, um, some surgical patients. Um, women's health. Currently, I work very, very, very part-time as a hospice nurse. Mm. So that's dealing with end of life. You kind of went over it, but if what are some tough decisions that you had to make? Oh, man. <sighs> I've had to make a lot of tough decisions. I think one decision that I'll think of, is this at any point in life? Or? Sure, yeah. Okay. Um, I remember when I graduated high school and I was trying to figure out what to do. Um, My parents were financially not in a position to really support any of us through like college or anything. So I remember my dad basically like, all of you should just go in the military, just do it. You know, you'll be good from there. And I remember going and getting all those papers. And while I was trying to like fill them out, I was like, this is not it. I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I don't want to do this. And that was a really hard decision because then um, that's kind of one of the reasons why my school history was so broken because I just decided to work. Mm -hmm. You know, I wanted to help my mom with finances and things. And so um, that was hard because it was a lot of struggle during that time. Yeah. But I'm thankful. Yeah. God was great. through. Was your dad happy about that? (laughs) He was very nervous and worried. Yeah. He just wanted to make sure we picked a career that actually could support us. Mm Mm-hmm. So. And so how many of your siblings went into that? You said one at least. Three of them. Okay. So my oldest sister went to the Air Force. My brother went to the Air Force. He just uh, finished up his four years last year. And then my sister right under me went to the Army. Wow. <laughs> well, we are also thankful for your family. <laughs> uh, let's just keep going with these difficulties. <laughs> what are, is there anything that you regret or... Um, I know that God leads us through any any difficulty or, or thing, but is there something that sometimes you're like, man, I wish I would have? Um, I wish I wasn't so afraid because I was so shy and because um, I would say in some way we were a bit sheltered mm-hmm. because my mom, you know, she was playing the role of mom and dad. Um, there were opportunities that I had to do things, but I literally would be so afraid I would like back out of them all the time. Um, just different things. Like I remember at my church, like the youth group had a chance to be in like a commercial. And I remember they wanted to give me like a leading part and I signed yeah. up for it. And I was like, yeah, I'll do it. And then the day of, 
Like I sat in the chair and I literally was glued to the chair. I couldn't do it. And I was terrified. And I just remember lots of moments like that where I was just too afraid to step out. I just couldn't do it. So what what allowed you to do track then? I feel like track is different because I'm not, I mean, I'm on the spotlight, but I'm not because I'm running with these other teams. I'm not like on the spot, like Mm -hmm. doing that commercial and having that part. It's like I'm on the spotlight for that moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm not really good when like all eyes are on me. It's like really nerve wracking. Yeah. Um, So anything that forced me to be in a spotlight in any way, I would just back out of it. Where do you think that rebellious side of you came from? I am not really a person like I've always just kind of liked to be do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, if I happen to follow a trend, it's just because I like it, but not because it's the trendy thing to do. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, when it came to career choices, I was like, I just want to do something different. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily just want to be another nurse. Maybe I can be something else and stand out. But I do think too. There may have been some insecurity in that. Like now that I'm thinking, you kind of made me think about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, back then, I didn't really felt like I did anything that was super significant. Mm-hmm. And so I think some of that rebellion was like trying to find a way to stand out a little bit. Like I said, I didn't do anything bad necessarily, but I was just always trying to find a different way of doing something. Yeah. Like a little, what's the word? Contrary, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um Something else I'm thinking about is your your history of faith in your family. Like your mom's witness seems so powerful. Um, can you just talk more about that effect on you? <laughs> I know you did already, but I, I'm just so interested in it. So my mom, um, <clears throat> my mom was a worshiper, a like a true worshiper. Like mm-hmm. she would sing. Her voice to the Lord was just. It was like moving Mm. like it would literally shift the atmosphere in the house and so I remember like especially on Saturdays like we'd be sleep trying to sleep in and she would just be singing all over the house Mm. and then it would lead to like worship and it was different because growing up in a Baptist church like you know there were a lot of different things I would see you know at the altar that would scare me um but I don't know what you mean actually (laughs) I say sure and I'm just like (laughs) you know different like charismatic display, so to speak, like the way people move their bodies or shouting or things like that. And it was scary to me as a kid. But my mom at home, like she was literally just singing Mm -hmm. and it was just the melody of her voice, the pitch and all. It was just so beautiful. And I remember like it didn't annoy any of us. We loved it. And Mm -hmm. so like if she didn't do it, it would almost be kind of (laughs) weird because it it felt like it set the tone for our Saturdays hearing her sing to the Lord, like just to know that she made that a priority for us to continue to see that and hear that mm-hmm. she didn't hide it from us or anything. It was just free. Yeah. She re- like, she really depended on the Lord. She had to. So there's something new that I'm trying. And when I say new, I mean new <laughs> it's praying out loud and it feels very weird, but I realized how much I pray in my mind and my kids don't know how much I do go to the Lord if I don't do it out loud. And um, (laughs) I started praying, washing dishes. I think it was last night. Oh yeah. My husband was, um, he was in a situation where he was sharing the gospel. So I had asked some people to pray Mm -hmm. and then I started praying and then I didn't realize I just started praying doing the dishes. And then I said, amen. And all my kids had stopped 
I turned around and they were all frozen oh. because they had just started to pray with me too. Aww. And I'm like, oh, thank you, Lord. I didn't even realize or ask them to, but I want it. I want them to be a part. I want yeah. them to pray more. And if the scripture does say pray all the time, mm-hmm. um, just to be a, a mom that invites them into that. So it's new for me, but um, I'm very encouraged by what you just shared about yeah. your mom and how it actually was a delight to you and your siblings and not um, a pillow over your head kind yeah, of situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when did your faith become more your own, do you think? Um, so like I said, when I found out my mom and dad were like officially going to no longer be together, mm-hmm. that left a big hole because I took a lot of pride in my family being like together. And I was always that girl that had all these dreams of like, what would happen in the future, like daddy-daughter dances and mm. my dad giving me away at marriage and my dad showing up to school to show all the cool things he does in the army, like all these dreams I had. And then it just felt like they were crushed and taken away. And though my mom did her best to protect us, she's not a man. She's not a f- actual father. Mm-hmm. And so it just left a big hole. And um, I struggled with that, a lot of pain from that, a lot of anger and hurt even at my dad because I think his lack of presence, though, as an adult, I understand to a degree why um, at the time I did it, all I knew was you weren't there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when I was 12 years old, I was really struggling at that time. And I remember going, we had, were trying a new church. And I remember the pastor was preaching a sermon and he just kept mentioning like God, the father. And I just sat there like, how can God be my father? Like, what does that even mean? But that father hunger, it made me so curious. And that's the day like I went to the altar call. I'm like, okay, let's see, you know? And I remember when I got home, I just looked in the mirror and I'm like, God, like, can you be my father? Mm. And I will just never forget, like, when I look back over my life, asking him that question and trusting and believing that he would, even though I didn't even know a lot about God at that time, I can see all the ways that he really did demonstrate that fatherly love to me, you know, protecting me from things that I didn't even see or guiding me or loving me in a way that, you know, I can't even really describe. I just know that he did. So um, him doing that really blessed me. Um, But I don't think that I got serious about really trusting Jesus and living for Jesus until I got to high school. And I remember... Um, because I was so quiet, people really didn't know anything about me. Mm-hmm. So they just made up stuff. And so I remember sitting at a table with all these girls and they just started speaking, you know, whatever they felt. This is what you're going to be. You're going to be one of those girls that does X, Y, Z and this and that. And I remember at the time, it just felt like a challenge. Like, oh, you'll see. No, I won't. Mm-hmm. But the closer I got to the Lord, I was like, it's not about proving anything to anyone. I want to honor God with my life. So it became more like, I want to do this for you, Jesus, to glorify you, not just to prove anything to somebody else. Well, and then it was probably exciting for you to meet a man that shared your faith. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So how did you, well, yeah, I guess we can talk about that now. So then you obviously ended up in Richmond somehow. Yes. So, um, that's I find that to be a funny story as well because when I graduated, okay. this was the last place I thought I was going to end up. Yes. Okay. This was the one place I had to like my friend. She knows I was like, I'm not moving to Richmond, Uh-oh. and um, I just <laughs> didn't. I just again, 
I wanted to be somewhere new, somewhere different. Mm. And being a military family, traveling, I love it. So I just knew I was going to go somewhere else, just anywhere. When I met Sherrod, um, he was just finishing out his uh, fourth year of college. And when he got his job, it was in Richmond. (laughs) You're like, there must be some mistake. God, (laughs) you know what? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so, but the the interesting thing is that even though I'm familiar, was familiar with Richmond, I hadn't really experienced the city of Richmond. I just okay. kind of drove through it or came to see family. So I love Richmond now. Praise yeah. God. And okay. So you moved here and you settled in. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we'll talk next time about how you ended up at Remnant. I'm just so interested in your story <laughs> now. Like, tell me more. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, where did you get married? I guess I can ask you that. So we got married in Suffolk, Virginia. So that's near Chesapeake and Virginia Beach area as well. And that was just the obvious choice. We had a lot of, between the area of like here and there, we had a lot of family and both of our parents were kind of in that area as well. Mm -hmm. It was really beautiful. Yeah. Very glorious day. I have no idea where Suffolk is either. (laughs) I feel so bad. (laughs) Sounds lovely. Okay. So what about another uh, favorite story to tell about your relationship early on with Sherrod? (laughs) This is, it's funny now. Um, my mom really gave Sherrod a hard time. Okay. Really hard time. Um, she just wanted to make sure that he was who he said he was. And so um, I was living with my mom, of course, and my mom became super strict. Like I was like oh, 22, man. 23 years old, and she would like dictate whether or not he could come see me, whether I could go anywhere. And it didn't matter how hard. She put the pressure on him. He just would not stop coming back. Oh, man. And so I'll never forget one day he came to um, pick me up for a date. And before he like we were walking towards the door to leave and he just turned around and he's like, Miss Garns, I just want you to know I love Tamila. (gasps) And I looked at my mom. I'm like, she's going to kill him. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, I love her and I'm just I'm going to keep coming back. And my heart was beating so hard. But at the same time, I was like, oh, my God, like, he really does love me. Mm. Like, he's going to keep coming back, you know. And, I mean, my mom had no choice but to break. She's like, okay, he's who he says he is. I mean, that's pretty, <laughs> pretty epic there. <laughs> so what was your last name? Garns. Garns. Okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. All right. That's so fun. Uh, and did your mom like him now? Oh, yes. <laughs> she is. Both my mom and my dad. They're yeah. so grateful for him. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. Is there anything else that I feel that you feel that I didn't ask you? I don't think so. Okay. How about this? Then we'll go with just a, a memory that you appreciate now that maybe you didn't realize um, was God's goodness to you back then, but you appreciate it now. I think I will go back. I feel like I keep talking about my mom, but she mm. was just such a monumental person in my life. When I think about how much she made faith in Christ a priority, back then, I didn't always appreciate it. Mm. I couldn't do everything that other kids could do. And I felt like in some ways my childhood was stolen from me. But now, just learning the type of person I am, some of my weaknesses and things, I think it was God's protection. Once again, God the Father, you know, protecting Mm. me. And I'm so thankful that over other things, she made that the priority for us. It yeah. laid a good foundation for me. So maybe she was hard, hard on you? Is that yeah, what you're saying? There were a lot of things we just, like, she did not feel comfortable with us. Like, I don't, <laughs> like, 
you know some people like know the skating ring songs all the popular skating ring songs mm-hmm. or they could go to the mall after school I was never able to do any of those things mm-hmm. I don't think I started being free to do those pretty much until I was like 18 and had my own car yeah so, so you did you watch TV? We did. Yeah. We had like, we used to do like Friday night movie night when Blockbuster was still a thing. Yes. Oh, it was the best. The VHS. Yes. What are some uh, movies that you used to, to like? My mom, she was and still is really into sci-fi. So Ooh. we have watched some crazy, <laughs> <laughs> we like, have watched some crazy movies. I can't even remember all the names of these movies, but it was fun because she just exposed us to different types of things. But okay. usually it was somewhere around sci-fi or adventure okay. movies. Like, should I be thinking Journey to the Center of the Earth or something like that? Something like that. Or like, do you remember, do you know the movie Total Recall? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> like weird stuff like that. Yes. Okay. I'm so glad I asked you this. All right. Now give me some music. What should I, what did you guys listen to? Or I guess you said hymns, right? Well, yeah, she sang, well, um, my mom, uh, she sang a lot of gospel, okay. like gospel choir music. Um, but when we were growing up, she was adamant about exposing us to every genre of oh. like Christian music she could because she she wanted us to love, you know, gospel music. Mm-hmm. So we listened to country. We listened to hip hop. We listened to R&B style, all the styles. Mm. She just kind of bought a bunch of CDs and then all of us kind of gravitated to a specific genre of okay. that type of music. But she was a hundred percent against us listening to any secular music Mm. and that probably was some of my rebellion like I used to try to sneak it (laughs) yeah yeah well I love her idea of like I'm gonna give you a feast and y'all just pick from it Mm -hmm. that's cool so does music play a role in your life now at all in any way I do love music I do I wish I could say my voice is as beautiful as my mom's but I sing. Oh, I'm I glad you singing. brought that up. I heard you singing recently <laughs> somewhere. I wonder where that was. Um, I will tag it in the show notes if you're all interested in um, in Tamila singing. Uh, okay, I think this is a good place to close. Um, Tamila, thank you for sharing. So let's move to the end of the podcast where we sort of draw out where we're seeing Christ at work in our um, church body. So, Tamila, where have you witnessed or experienced Christ-like virtue from a woman in our church? And if you would, would you honor her and praise God for her and pray for her? Yes. Um, I would like to mention Paige Lachlan. I am not that close with her, and I'm sure there's a whole lot more I could get to know about her. But when I think about the first time I met her, I didn't even know that she was like the lead pastor's wife. (laughs) She was just so humble. And two weeks ago, I was just looking in our church on a Sunday And I was like, look at all these different women. You know, we're all different, different backgrounds, but yet we're all kind of in this together, like loving Christ, submitting to our husbands. Some of us, not all of us, but some of us are homeschooling or making our homes a priority. And I realized like she may not be seen that much, but if she wasn't exemplifying that, I think that it wouldn't be as easy for us to do the same. Um, I think she does have influence and I've just been encouraged by her, her strength, but the humble strength that she has. She doesn't have to be seen or heard, but she's she's a light. Would you pray for her? Yes. Um, Father, I thank you so much for Paige and just um, how you have fearfully and wonderfully made her, Lord. I thank you for all the ways that even without saying a word, she's been an encouragement to me and I'm sure many others within our church. Um, I pray that as she uh, 
walks alongside her husband in leadership of our church and just bringing you glory and being an example, God, that you'll give her the strength and the courage, God, to continue to trust you and to say yes to you in whatever ways you're leading. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in a local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for His glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.